Welcome to the ENA Podcast with your host, Dan Campana. This is the ENA Podcast, and this is Dan Campana, the Director of Communications with the Emergency Nurses Association, welcoming you to our latest episode. Today, we're kicking off uh, what we affectionately call award season here at ENA, uh, and we're kicking it off in a big way with uh, some of the, the biggest awards that we have will be announced today. But uh, perhaps none are bigger than the Judith C. Kelleher Award, which is uh, arguably the most prestigious award that ENA honors uh, its members with, uh, and obviously named for one of our co-founders. And this year's recipient of that award is Cam Brandt, uh, who uh, retired after 40 years in emergency nursing and as an educator, uh, but it hasn't really stopped her passion for emergency nursing and ENA. So well, let's just get right into it and, and welcome Cam Brandt to the ENA podcast. Cam, how are you today? Good morning, Dan. I am doing fabulous. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's an honor to to meet you for the first time uh, and talk with you. And, and certainly congratulations to you on the Kelleher Award. Let, let's just kind of start at the top here. Tell us a little bit about your background in, in ED nursing, a little bit about your career, and, and obviously a little bit of your involvement with ENA. So I never would have dreamed I am where I am today. Um, 40 years of nursing. Number one, if you are just getting into nursing, you are in the most fabulous, fabulous career you could ever be in. I started out, um, I've always done kids. I Big people scare me. Uh, I'm kind of short. And I started out in the NICU as a, and then became a transport nurse. And I met this lady called Sally Snow. I, some of you may have heard of her. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, she was the manager of this tiny little ER at my hospital. And I said, hey, I want to see what this is about. And she was like, oh, great. Well, our first day was chaos. Imagine that even in a four bed. And, you know, I, she was just basically said, hey, monitor this patient. I got to go do this. And I was like, this is so cool. I kind of like this. And so I cross-trained over more and more. And finally, that was my my world was ER. And that was back in like 1988, 89, something like that. So you can imagine things have changed. And I just groaned that way. And I found my passion for education along the way. And so ER and education are just where it's at for me. So what does it mean to be named you know, for this prestigious award, you know, when you think about, uh, you know, Judy Kelleher and Anita Dorr and, and what they set out to do 53 years ago, to now have your name attached to uh, an award that represents one of our founders. Uh, I imagine it threw you off a little bit at first, from what I understand. Uh, it still has, actually. I just, I know all of these fabulous people. I've met a fair amount of the people who are previous awardees, and they are like, larger than life to me. And I'm just a basic nurse who loved sharing my passions for education and whatever my passion in emer pediatric emergency was going on at the time. One of the descriptions of you in the nominations used that exact word, says that you have an infectious passion for emergency nursing. And what I've taken away from some of the things I've read is that pediatrics and ENPC has been a big part of that. Uh, education, obviously, in the, in the larger scheme of things, uh, has been always important to you, as you mentioned, but also leadership. So uh, why pediatrics? I mean, you mentioned that you know, big people scared you, but it's one thing to be really good or be really interested in pediatrics, but you've spent a lot of time helping shape the future of pediatric care through your work with ENPC. Talk about that a little bit and, and why it wasn't just enough to be good as a pediatric 
you know, focused nurse, but to really carry it forward and make sure that, you know, era and era, generation after generation, all had the opportunity to be the best they could be for pediatric patients. Ah, so to me, the most, the best gift I could ever give somebody would be not being afraid of taking care of a sick kid if they're not in a pediatric facility or just wanting, having the skills to take the very best care of a kid they could. At the end of some of our classes, well, we had folks that weren't always successful and we would say, well, did you learn something? Can you better take care of kids right now? And they go, yes, right. That's the reason for this course. The card is lovely, but a, actually being able to take better care of a sick or injured kid is, it's the best thing you can do. It's the best thing for your career. And this course over the years, which has changed a lot, has been a fabulous way of internationally making a difference in a sick kid's life. With all the revisions, you've been a part of that team. Just give people a little insight as to what it means to be a part of that and how you were able to apply your own experiences in determining, you know, the types of material or really vetting out the things that were going to have the most value to the to the user and the, the, the student, if you will, on the other end of it. It's so funny how this course has morphed over the years. Um, it, we have gone from basically... I'm not going to say book knowledge because that's been the cool part is there's always been hands-on, but, but basically it's another class into this one, which has been very challenging for folks when you are actually really, really applying every single concept, you will be using that the very next day at work. I mean, this is truly an application now. It's changed. Emphasis has changed over the years. Um, the last course we added a fever chapter and I, uh, I'm a soapbox person. I get a passion for something and that's kind of my whole life. And everybody around me is going to know everything I want them to know. So fever and febrile seizures out of the last one, which we've now brought over to this one. It was just, it, what a cool thing to really have the knowledge that will go across all of the other diagno diagnoses and things. So yeah, we've changed with what's going on but really we're more into the application, which I'm so excited about for this, this particular edition. And that's a microcosm of your interest <laughs> in education in some respects, because as we talked about a little bit before we started recording today, it's one thing to be really good at a particular thing or really have a passion for one thing, but it's another level to wanna to go and do it to benefit the, the, larger, the, the larger picture and education as a whole some people are motivated to get into the education side of it because of what they didn't get as they were coming up through the ranks. Others, it's just that they have a natural knack for interacting and helping people, you know, learn challenging or interesting or really important concepts. What really sparked you to make education such a passion? That's a really interesting question. So uh, when I got my master's degree, I didn't really plan on using it. And then they needed kind of a renta instructor, you know, like, uh oh, we have an, a pediatric instructor in a nursing school who is sick. We need your help. And so I realized it was kind of fun to be able to like really mold people into mentor. I mean, I'd always been a preceptor. And so that made me actually become the educator for the ER for several years because it was really cool to have a passion and be able to share that with people. But believe it or not, the last several years of my career, I went back to stretcher side, which I adored, because that way I could men mentor a lot of people in whatever my passion was at the time. I'm going to say 
the pediatric ER where I retired from knows more about fever, more about nitrous oxide, more about pediatrics, whatever my, yeah, sepsis, all of that as I became my, my passion, everybody would just start coming to me or I would definitely come to them and sure. explain to them that's why this is so important. And so it's just a lifelong thing. And there's a leadership piece to that as well. And, you know, leadership in the ED takes many shapes and forms, as you've just described. But leadership within ENA, uh, tell me a little bit about that, because I've, I've seen that you've held a number of positions, uh, served as a leader, but you've also served as a mentor to other leaders who have come up through the pipeline. First off, and maybe Sally is the answer to this question as well, um, what got you to make that step up from just being an ENA member to wanting to get into leadership and to serve at the levels that you did? Well, I got a phone call from Sally uh, during the Texas ENA. We were having one of our, our uh, quarterly meetings, and she said, hey, I want you to come and, and meet some of the folks. It's, it's in Arlington, so it's close. I was like, okay. Well, by the end of that meeting, and I'm betting some of the people listen to this have got similar experiences. I was the chair of one of the committees, um, the professional education, as a matter of fact. And it started out, I have... I, I think I took one year off since when, whatever year that was in, in the 90s. Um, but I've always been a chair of something either on the Texas level or the national level since then. And different passions along the way or different needs, too, um, for whatever is going on. Because once you get started and you meet these people and you know you're making a difference for your entire state or nation, it's just it gets in your blood. And how many awesome people are members of ENA that I've got to meet along the way. When I found out about this award, Terry Foster called me and I have known Terry for so many years. And it was like, wow, I know the president of ENA. <laughs> <laughs> and he called me. <laughs> and he called you for a good reason. That's the best uh, part exactly. of it. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I didn't even get in trouble this time. Awesome. Um, that, that's a good segue into what, what does ENA mean to you? you? You've been a member, you know, basically for, for 30 something, maybe a little bit more uh, years. ENA means something different to everybody. And you've certainly been an active participant in it. But how do you sum it up into a few words? What, what being a part of this organization and then to be recognized by this organization has meant to you? This organization for me is a way for me to be able to help other groups of folks and mentor, volunteer, give back. Okay, that's probably the best word, give back, because they have helped me so much over the years. You know, scholarships and awards, our white papers and position statements, how crazy important is that? Some travel, absolutely, when I'm teaching classes. So this is my chance to give back. This award, surreal. I, you know, I... I'm just a plain ER nurse. I am not the the super nurses like the Terry's and Sally's and Barbara's. So yeah, just basic old ER nurses can get this award too, I guess. What would you say to the younger, or maybe what do you say to younger members or younger ED nurses who are facing so many challenges that you know are just really hard to explain because there's so much unprecedented that's been going on over the last few years? But you found your way throughout your career and probably went through your own sets of challenges and struggles that, you know, were commensurate with the times. But what, what do you say to younger or newer ED nurses about, 
you know, finding their niche, finding their way, you know, throughout a career, but also how ENA can be there along that journey the way it has been for you. And thank you for asking that because I have been trying to figure out a way to let people know, especially the younger nurses. Here is my, my mantra is find a passion and throw everything into it. You can change your passion along the way. So mine has always been pediatrics, pediatric emergency. But then I would throw everything into nitrous oxide for sedation and how I can make a difference in pain control. Then I threw it into pediatric sepsis and how we actually decreased morbidity in kids. How cool is that? So find a passion, throw yourself into it, and don't be afraid to change into another passion. Just make sure you keep it in emergency nursing. There you go. <laughs> then you always win. And then ENA can help you with that, but also you can help ENA. And that's pretty cool too, because that's a platform that reaches has fingers reaching everywhere. Last question I have for you, Cam. You mentioned Sally. Uh, who else along the way would you want to give a shout out to? Because every nurse is modest. Uh, they don't think that they deserve the attention. But when you get the attention, you always want to share it and, and, and give credit to the people who have helped you along the way. Uh, you mentioned Sally. Who else uh, Who else do you want to give a shout out to? Oh, goodness. There are so many. Of course, I adore Terry Foster. And we have known each other for quite a while and, and caught up on our grandkids and things like that along the way, which is great. I have some great, wonderful people in Texas. Mary LeBlonde, who got workforce violence bills passed in Texas, which was, we were one of the earlier, not the earliest, of course, but that was pretty fascinating. Joanne Lazarus was a mentor for so many years. I adore that. There's so many, Dan, I can't even get started. Because then I'll say, oh, wait, I forgot. <laughs> it's like a good award show. You're going to read through your list and inevitably forget someone. But I won't play you off yeah. if you wanted to, you know, to keep going. But um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's always exciting to, to talk about the different awards that ENA presents and recognizes members with. And, you know, for anybody who uh, wasn't aware, you know, at Emergency Nursing 2023, the Hall of Honor uh, will have an opportunity to recognize uh, all of the different award recipients across a variety of different areas that uh, ENA will be uh, highlighting over the next several weeks through uh, social media and some other ways. But uh, it, it, to be able to, to think about going to San Diego and, and seeing your name there and, and obviously be a part of the Anita Door Luncheon, what, what, what's, what's in your mind anticipating what those moments will be like, knowing that you've probably been a frequenter of conference in the past and you know what it's like, but now that you're a bit of a focal point for, for things, you know, what's on your mind's eye right now when you think about that? Uh, being able to see, I want to see the other awardee. I mean, I'm excited about the other people and just giving them all big hugs and saying, you made a difference. It's super cool. And of course, most important to me is, oh my goodness, what am I going to wear? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is like the biggest thing. I can't look dumb. <laughs> it's, it's all about the networking and seeing people again and thanking people and, and catching up with folks who haven't seen it in a little while. Well, you got four months to pick out what that outfit will look like before the uh, before we get to, to San Diego and, and all of our, our award recipients are honored. But uh, Cam Brandt, once again, congratulations to you on the 2023 Judas C. Kelleher Award. And, uh, you know, thank you for spending some time with us here on the ENA podcast today. Uh, thank you, Dan. Thank you for the opportunity for me to be able to share my passion. I really appreciate it. And there's no place where you see more emergency nursing passion than at Emergency Nursing 2023 and our annual awesome. conference every year. 
you can check out the Hall of Honor. You can check out everything, and you can learn more about what is going on at Emergency Nursing 2023 by visiting ena.org slash en23 so that you can uh, see Cam in San Diego and all the other award uh, recipients, and you can offer your congratulations in person, get that hug that Cam wants to give all these other uh, folks. Uh, most importantly, you know, it's the community of nurses that will all come together in San Diego in a few months, and uh, our award honorees will uh, be a big part of that. That'll do it for this episode of the ENA Podcast. Once again, I appreciate everyone tuning in and hope that you'll join us next time for our next episode. To learn more about ENA or to become a member, visit ena.org backslash membership.